One, two, three, four. Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time too! Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms try to momentarily forget the sorry state of the world by voluntarily subjecting themselves to questionable children's television. Probably an irresponsible choice. Also an ineffective one. And yes, I did say sorry. Please do not write in about it. That's just how I say it. I've always said it that way. <laughs> sorry? Yeah. So- sorry? Yeah, instead of oh. sorry. Sorry? Sorry is like a dress. How do you say it? Sor- sorry? Now you don't know. I- it's like asking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we have to catch you unawares. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Katie. <laughs> and I'm Deborah. And I have one son. His name is Jay. He's two years old. And I have a seven year old, almost eight, and twin four and a half year olds. Well, I have a a good twin story from today. It's been a really long time since my four year olds had something happen that or did something that's just because they're twins. And so after lunch today, I left the room to make a phone call because I had to look up a number and they're really loud. So I can't be on the phone in the same room as them. And I came back and they had ripped all the pages out of a brand new coloring book, spread them all over the table and poured their leftover juice and milk over all of the pages. Oh, And so... I put them in timeout in the next room and cleaned it up. And like, that was just the punishment was that like they ruined the pages themselves. That was the punishment. And they spent the whole time in timeout laughing (laughs) and making each other laugh. So it was just extra infuriating because they had been so naughty. Uh They made this huge mess. And then they just laughed through the whole (laughs) consequence of it. It was like you see those uh, photos on the internet of like messes that people's kids make. And you're like, well, how long were they left unattended? But these two were unattended for like 90 seconds. (laughs) It's incredible the havoc that two conspiring preschoolers can make together. Wow, that is amazing. (laughs) So that's not an adorable story. (laughs) (laughs) But it is life. (laughs) How about Jay? How's Um, he doing? (laughs) All right, I'll I'll softball this one to make up for your less than adorable story. (laughs) (laughs) So we were driving in the car and uh, it was raining and... Jay's like, I'm going to tell the rain to stop. And I said, okay, you can do that. I don't think it's going to work, but you can tell it to stop. And he said, rain, stop. And the rain stopped. (laughs) So now he thinks that that's a thing that he can do. (laughs) So every time it's been a rainy couple days. So whenever it starts raining, he just very authoritatively says, rain, stop. And then is super surprised when it doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's cute he's so cute 
have there been any changes to your screen time policies? Still doing the no screen time on weekdays? Yeah, so now we have screen time Fridays, and everybody, including me, is really excited when it's Friday. <laughs> Super excited. Uh, can we talk for a minute about mommy screen time as opposed sure. to kiddo screen time? Because until very recently, Jay's bedtime was 7 p.m., which I know to a lot of parents seems crazy early, but whatever. It worked for him for the longest time, and only recently we pushed it back to 8 and whereas before, if we were really on top of our game, we could even like watch a movie after Jay went to bed or something. Mm-hmm. Now I'm lucky if I get like one hour of prestige television in before I just have to pass out. It's really sad. <laughs> I think that's just what happens. Yeah, because Jeremy, my husband and I, we watch a show together like maybe three times a week maybe and we used to be pretty big television watchers (laughs) back in the day like i i knew all of like the fall shows coming out i was excited for them to start and now i have it's october and i have not even cracked my entertainment weekly fall tv preview double issue yeah i know we are starting no new fall shows and i am completely ignorant of them i just i haven't had a second to look and thanks to streaming and the ability to fast forward through commercials they're not in my face so i just don't know (laughs) yeah and there's so much content i i realize we'll never catch up but there will be a time when our kids are grown up and hopefully live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and we'll just we'll just catch up on the best of TV then. Yeah, and by then, like, the wheat will have been separated from the chaff. We won't mm-hmm. have to worry about sitting through an entire season of something that people watched for a season and then found out was bad. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, that's a good I did watch the first season of that. <laughs> no longer watch it. Yeah. But... All right. Well, I guess I should move on to the topic after that little non sequitur slash long non sequitur. Um, today we are talking about no not Ninjago. <laughs> I hesitated because is it Ninjago or Ninja Go? When they say it in the show, they say it kind of like Ninja Go, like emphasis on all syllables. But I've heard people in conversations say ninjago emphasis on the second syllable i thought when they talked about it as a place they referred to it as ninjago but you're right when they were starting their fight sequences they would say ninja go so i guess yeah way in my head i pronounce it ninjago okay and the g is capitalized which makes me think it's a compound word yeah i didn't even notice that good catch so, yes, today's topic is Ninjago, or if you'd prefer, Ninja Go, Masters <laughs> of Spinjitzu, <laughs> which is a Lego cartoon. It's a TV series that was released with corresponding Lego sets, um, and I think the first season aired in 2010-2011. It's not really clear to me if it's available or if it airs on an actual TV network, it's available on pretty much all the streaming services. It's on Comedy Central on our cable. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I guess but I you didn't. can only get like season seven. Well, we picked up five seasons. I watched it on Netflix. Deborah watched it on Hulu. So you can get it on either of those platforms. It is the story of four young ninjas, Cole, Zane, Jay, <laughs> and Kai, and later Lloyd, there's a fifth ninja, as they master their spinjitsu skills with the help of their sensei and Kai's sister, Naya, to protect their country of Ninjago. They all have magic gold weapons, and those weapons have a name that I didn't catch. And spinjitsu seems to be a skill where they can spin really fast like a tornado. That's all I got for a summary. (laughs) (laughs) Deborah, did your kids introduce this to you or say they wanted to watch it? Or was it just kind of in the air? Well, the new movie came out, the Ninjago movie. And we had never watched any Ninjago. My seven-year-old saw it with his best friend. So I haven't seen the movie, but up until like a month ago, I just thought Ninjago was like a weird, really scary type of Lego set. Because <laughs> if you do, you have you shopped for Legos? Not, I mean, we're still in Duplo Just territory, so oh, yeah. There's like Star Wars Legos. You will be excited when the day is right time, like when you, when Jay's ready for those. So we'll be. A- <laughs> An exciting day for you and Kevin. <laughs> um, so there's Star Wars Legos, superhero Legos, like city Legos, which is like fire trucks and stuff, Ninjago Legos, and then there's like girl Legos, <laughs> the friends. Yes, which we did talk so, about when we talked about our DC superhero girls episode, but go on. Yeah, so I just avoided the Ninjago because it looked violent and scary, and my kids don't really like scary. But I was pleasantly surprised. The show's kind of funny. Well, should we jump right into the episodes? We watched, uh, well, the show is really serialized, and I know when we watched Lost in Oz, we took the momentous step of watching three episodes in a row because of serialization, but we did not do that here. We have no rhyme or reason behind it. We just decided to watch random episodes. So we watched season one, episode one, which was actually not the pilot, but it was called The Rise of the Snakes. We watched season two, episode four, Ninja Ball Run, and season five, episode five, Peekaboo. So in Rise of the Snakes, we meet before I like to refer to them as ninja bros I like it they're like they're just sitting around playing video games and their sensei comes in and he tries to get them to train and they just totally blow him off because they say they don't need it they're supposedly getting ready to fight somebody named Lord Garmadon who does arrive but it's really Lloyd Garmaton the Lord's son and he's like kind of a hapless candy stealing villain and so then the four ninjas decide to try to train and they're really hapless they're like it's a cartoon but if it were like an adult show it would show them smoking pot and playing (laughs) video games (laughs) like a Seth Rogen type character Lloyd he accidentally unlocks this place that gives rise to these serpent villains 
And then Naya, like the little sister of one of the ninjas, realizes that Cole, one of the ninjas, has the anti-venom that can defeat Lloyd's spell that he had cast over the village serpents. That's all I got. (laughs) Yeah, they did just kind of drop us right into the world. And you could tell they were trying to be fun and hip with their teen ninjas and their video games but for me it just it fell short of that um and maybe it's just because the humor didn't land so much for me but I don't have a ton to say about the pilot because to be honest it just fell immediately out of my brain and I also lost my notes (laughs) yeah no problem have you seen the lego movie the first one? Yes, I have actually seen the Lego movie and the Batman Lego movie. So two out of three Lego movies. Yeah, I feel like this was an attempt at that tongue-in-cheek humor. Um, and sort of... There's a lot of asides in the Lego movie. And there are some asides in here, but it's like the generic, not really as funny version of it. Yeah, I very much feel like the Lego movie was funny, despite the fact that I was not interested in seeing it at all. I did think it was funny. The Batman Lego movie was funny, but less so. And then this is, it's just like diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just Legoed out. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about the pilot? I do think that the fight scenes or the action scenes are funny because... I just enjoy Lego animation because they stick to like the limitations of what the blocky body does or can do. So I do enjoy that part of any Lego animation. See, I feel the opposite. I felt like the fight sequences went on forever and because the bodies couldn't really do a lot of stuff, that amount of screen time was not justified. Like, there are multiple times in many of these episodes where I paused to see where we were in the episode because I felt like it was so long. Yeah. Well, this is a Ninja Bro show <laughs> made for other Ninja Bros. I checked IMDb pretty quickly and there it's all male writers, all male directors. There's a few female actors doing some of the voices, but it's a bro show. Yeah, for sure. you're right. Not for us, regardless of the age group they're targeting. But yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so the next episode was season two, episode four, Ninja Ball Run. And my summary is pretty quick. So when their dojo is bought out by an evil developer, the Ninja Bros, which now include Lloyd as the green ninja so somewhere along the line the villain from the first episode becomes one of the ninjas Mm -hmm. so they enter this really dangerous race called ninja ball run to win the money to buy back the dojo and I think it's a reference to the 1981 movie cannonball run obviously um, based on the name And I recognize the name, but I really think that they missed the boat on the age group if they wanted like parents to be like, oh, ha ha, this is just like Cannonball Run, because we're really too young to have seen it. Have you seen it? 
No, you know what? There is an uh, app game called something like Ninja Run. Oh, okay. I thought that I thought the Ninja Ball Run was a reference to that. Uh, okay. Okay. Game. That would make more sense. So that's all I got for a uh, summary. There are all sorts of funny um, other competitors in the race. Like there's a bus full of a bar- of barbershop singers. Yeah, I liked those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a school bus with like sort of evil Harry Potter-esque characters. And a pirate ship full of skeletons. Or am I like mushing two together? Was there a pirate ship and skeletons, or uh, I don't know? Doesn't really matter. No, um, I think you're right. So that was cute, and then one of the ninja's parents were like racing in this old rundown jalopy. It was Jay's parents, and they actually ended up saving the race for the ninjas and helping them win. But along the way, they just le- the ninjas just left them there. <laughs> They helped them win the entire race, and they just left them in the snow with, like, a non-functional jalopy. The parents were okay. They The parents gave them their blessing, though. <laughs> did you catch the accent? I wondered about what you would have to say about it. What did, Was it really, like, fingernails on a chalkboard for you? It was not the worst Minnesota accent I've ever heard. High praise. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> have any other thoughts on this episode just the is Nia was she Naya was she played by a different actor in this episode than the first one I'm so bad with voice actors I thought her voice was different and I no I I thought her voice got I thought her voice changed then one of my notes says is Ninjago a country or a state of mind where is this? What is this place? Uh, I think they they imply pretty strongly that it's a country. Mm-hmm. They show a map. Okay. It, I mean, it just is a mashup of all sorts of Asian stereotypes. Right, right, right. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be an actual country with like fantastical elements, obviously. There are dragons. Okay. So the next episode we watched was from season five, episode five, called Peekaboo, P-E-A-K. We jumped way ahead, and our ninjas are pretty able, although Cole has turned into a ghost, which I would like some backstory on that. (laughs) And they all had these new suits that they needed in order to use air jitsu to go to a sanctuary via a mountain range called the Wailing Alps in order to obtain the Sword of Sanctuary. There was a villain called Morrow there. He activated the Wailing, which caused an avalanche, and then the ninjas got into all kinds of trouble. Cole, the ghost ninja, transformed into a snow monster and saved his ninja bros. And meanwhile, side note, Sensei Wu and Naya were like back at some command center. They never got in on the action. <laughs> and then the ninjas used air jitsu, or as Lloyd called it, cyclone do, and they used it to cross over to the Cloud Kingdom. And it was 
kind of a cliffhanger. We don't know what happened after that. Uh, you weren't kidding about the big changes in the ninjas, because in addition to one of them being a ghost, one of them seems to be a robot now. That was weird, yeah. <laughs> so clearly we missed a lot. The one thing that I wrote down from this episode is the repeated catchphrase or like message phrase from the from the episode is as iron sharpens iron brother sharpens brother and that is terrible yeah it's not a well it's not well written no (laughs) (laughs) it did sort of remind me of later episodes of paw patrol where like the gadgets get increasingly more complicated just like Paw Patrol now has like submarines and all this weirdo gadgetry, the ninjas now have mechs, which are like those big suits that they wear in the Avatar movie. Yes, and it's like great merchandising. Good point. Because it's a show made by a toy. And the show just creates more opportunities to sell the toys, so... That's why the Ninjago section at Target is so big. Yeah, well, in in that sense, it reminded me a lot of the shows from our childhood that seemed explicitly designed to sell merchandise like Care Bears. Oh, Care Bears. Mm -hmm. Jinx! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I don't know, because obviously, spoiler alert, I did not care for this show, but I don't I'm trying to parse whether the sort of crass commercialization of it affects how much I dislike it. Or if it's just them being honest. Like, yes, it's a toy line based on a show, based on a toy line, based on a show. Yeah, I think if it were really clever, and there's no way to sustain the cleverness of the Lego movie through... uh, seven series show written by dude bros who are smoking pot and playing video games when they're not sitting around this writer's table like it's just unsustainable so I'm curious about the movie not curious enough to ever see it but I wonder uh, if they have any of the same staff or if they hired like a movie team to write the movie that's a good question. I'll probably watch the movie at some point, so maybe it's good. I think Jay is young enough that this will have passed by the time he is old enough to watch to watch a mm-hmm. movie like this. So, yes, I escape. What do you feel about Legos? I'm curious since Jay, you're not they're not a, really a part of your life right now. I mean, he is getting a little bit into Duplos. I have had the joy of stepping on Legos on multiple occasions, which I feel like is a parental rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're mostly in the Mickey Mouse Duplo phase. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them. I like the concept because I'm a rule follower and I enjoy following instructions. Um, but I am not super on board with the Legos as television series slash movie characters Mm -hmm. I like I said I like the Lego movie fine I thought it was funny I liked the Batman Lego movie slightly less and I think I'm done I 
I just I don't think I need any more Lego movies or TV in my life. Like I think that's perfectly enough for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Well, I love Legos. Uh, we've talked before about the girl Legos. Um, and how that's kind of problematic. But I... And I loved the Lego movie, but I feel like this is... I feel like it's jumped the shark with definitely the fifth season of Ninjago. <laughs> For sure. There's also no reason why there can't be an equal gender split for the ninjas. Like, there's no reason why it can't be two boys and two girls. Seriously. I know. It's it's just not a good show for the time period in which we live in. Because it's, like, super sexist, really racist. Yeah, we haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah, there's a whole lot of cultural appropriation. And I, like I said, you're, or like you said, you're into more in-depth Lego territory. But is there race in the Lego verse? Like, or are all people yellow? No, there's some... Like, brown people. Okay. Like, there's, like, Lego yellow. And then... I know we have some guys who are, like... The heads are, like, black or brown. Like, different shades of brown. So, this is really, like, four white guys being ninjas? Seriously, (laughs) Ninjago writers? You can't do better than this? I guess they can't. Like, we really went after Nutri Adventures because it was just, like, overt and horrific and old-fashioned racism. This is, like, to me, it's, like, a more palatable racism, like, a less... Well, it's racism and also cultural appropriation, so it's, like, let us take the cool parts for our own. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's Edward Said's orientalism for sure like you know pretty making, much how white people making do with the, everything yeah and making the other exotic yeah thumbs yeah. down on Ninjago it was, that was problematic so uh, we talked briefly about the girl Legos what did you think about the sister character did it uh, did it <laughs> did she strike you as because she's the only female in the entire cast like yeah was she adequate representation they made her a tracy flick kind of character she does say in like the season five episode we watched that she's training to become like a water ninja or something but like you said earlier they could have had a equal opportunity cast yeah yeah, in terms of gender, for sure. Like uh, like Kung Fu Panda did. Yeah, and made the one female ca- character more than a caricature. You know what it reminded me of? Because she did all the tech stuff. That was supposed to be her specialty. That no, Like, she built the mech suits for them to climb the mountain. And she mm-hmm. souped up their car for the Dragon, Dragon Ball? No, uh, Ninja Ball race. But she so reminded me of, like, the the analyst in every procedural cop show who is like always this quirky girl who 
is socially awkward, but like really knows how to batch those DNA remnants or yeah or like julia styles in the jason Bourne movies yes yeah yes she was totally that character yeah this whole thing is so clearly targeted to boys in a way that infuriates me it infuriates Mm -hmm. me that we have to have separate properties for boys and girls it infuriates me as an adult that we still have separate movies for men and women like Mm -hmm. we can't enjoy the same things we can enjoy the same things. Do you think it was better when we were kids? I mean, only because I have nostalgia for those equally crass properties like Care Bears and the Popples television show. And, you know, those are the products that I was convinced to buy through television shows. So I think of right. them as being better. I'm sure they were horrible. And I'm I'm sure that as clunky and bro-centric as the dialogue is in this it is better than those I just because of the ninja aspect I immediately thought of the karate kid are Mm -hmm. you too young to have watched that movie no of course okay uh particularly the song and I don't even know who sang that song from Karate Kid 3 I am the man who will fight for your honor oh yeah (laughs) yeah so I think it was a little bit better when we were kids we got the Karate Kid but I haven't seen that since I was a kid and going back I'll probably be mad about how Mr. Miyagi is portrayed did you see the remake I did not I watched it. I don't remember it being horrible, but that being said, I don't really remember much about it at all. (laughs) Okay. I couldn't really think of a movie geared towards adults that this compared to, but definitely Karate Kid was the obvious comparison, even though I feel like that was still a a movie made for kids. Yeah, I guess I thought about Knocked Up. Yeah, you were really I on that Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen train. Before, yeah. But it's like a bunch of dudes trying to be competent people while some competent lady is like <laughs> <laughs> nagging them. So did you cast the gritty HBO reboot or were you just thinking of Knocked Up? I did. And you know what? It is not hard to come up with two females and two males. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Go ahead. So Go ahead. I got, okay. I'm still going with the Dubro angle. So I have Jemima Kirk from Girls, Phoebe Robinson from the Two Dope Queens podcast. Oh. And she's, she's also a comedian. She was in um, she's hilarious. I Love Dick. Yeah, on Amazon. So Jake Lacey, he plays Fran. Hannah Horvath's boyfriend on a later season of Girls. I didn't watch Oh my Rossi. We watch like <laughs> maybe three hours of television. Hang on, let me look him up. <laughs> and then uh, Jay Ellis plays Lawrence on Insecure. He's oh, his boyfriend. Yes. I have seen at least the pilot of that. I like it. Did you cast. Uh, the sensei no no all right well 
I maybe love... Judy, maybe Judy Dench. <laughs> if she can do it for James Bond, she can do it for these assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking of a, a comedy version, and I was less focused on fixing the gender disparity and more focused on fixing the racial disparity. So I left Chris Pratt in there as a funny white guy and you know the lego movie so it was obviously on my mind Mm -hmm. but then i was kind of torn between titus burgess or kevin hart to be like the fish out of water okay which i feel like is the the one that lloyd lloyd is kind of the hapless one yeah uh the rock (laughs) and and john cena that's, is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't know who that is. He's like an MMA fighter turned actor. Oh. Who's like actually been pretty well received in a lot of stuff that he's done, even though I can't really name you anything. And then I cast Ali Wong as Naya. Have you seen her comedy special? I have not. Are you a stand-up comedy hater or a stand-up comedy lover? I love stand-up comedy. Okay, so next time you have a half an hour free, you need to watch her comedy special on Netflix. It is called Baby Cobra, and she is extremely pregnant while she's doing the special, (laughs) and it's hilarious. She is really funny. She could show those boys who's boss. (laughs) Um, And then I cast the sensei. I wanted to go back in time and cast a slightly younger version of Bob Newhart as sensei woo because i feel like he would also just be like you guys so would you ever watch this alone voluntarily no you i'm with you never no 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids i did watch the first episode with my kids and after we turned it off my eight, my seven year old said, "Let's play Ninjago," and the other two went, "Okay." And Tony and Nate picked their characters right away, and then Libby was like, "What does Naya do? Like, what's her power?" And there's no answer. So no, Aww. I don't think it's good for kids. Yes, yeah, that's a really good, a really good assessment. Uh, I agree. Jay is so at the early point with really watching shows with plots and like following them all the way through that it is just really not worth it to me to waste his screen time on a show that doesn't have a beneficial lesson attached to it yeah which this does not at all I mean as blades sharpens blade brother sharpens brother is not a beneficial lesson to me (laughs) right uh so no I agree not good ratings two and a half oh man I'd go two at the highest. Yeah. Well, this is a pretty cut and dried case, guys. <laughs> Do not watch Ninjago. Although, it should be said that we are two ladies. So maybe the dads out there would really enjoy watching it. Because it is geared towards guys. All right, Deborah, talk us out. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions or general comments at 
at myscreentime2, email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. And our theme music was composed and performed by me, Deborah, and my adorable children. And our podcast is produced by Katie Curler. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye.